You're going to love today's episode. It is with my dear friend, Sarah Wiles, who I met on a retreat in Nashville pretty recently. We actually got to be housemates, which was super cool. And the episode today is all about hiring and outsourcing to a virtual assistant and or an online business manager, what that looks like, how you do it, what they can do for you, how surprisingly affordable it is. We also talk about a lot of the money mindset issues that especially women tend to have and about trying to kind of like, I must suffer and must do it all in order to be worthy. So I think you're going to absolutely love this episode. Sarah is a virtual assistant trainer and an online business mentor who lives in South Florida. She made her first million in 2022 when she was working an average of 20 hours or less per week. She's also a wife, a mom, a dog mom. She exercises every day. She's a gun violence prevention activist and a four-letter word addict, which is probably why we got along so well when we were housemates. But also, I just have to note, it was just so funny how when we were getting ready together at our house in Nashville at that retreat, she just dropped the cool, like, oh yeah, I bought, I think it was like a bracelet. Sarah, you'll have to remind me what it was. You're like, oh yeah, I bought that when I made my first million. I'm like, so amazing. So I know you're going to get a lot from this episode. So here we go. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. All right, Sarah Wilde, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. I already did your little intro of how we met and a little overview of the episode, but tell us a little bit about you. What do you yeah. Do? Well, good. That's a good question. I might be able to answer it. Um, my name is Sarah Wiles. I live in sunny South Florida. I am one of the few that is born and raised here. My background is in corporate event planning. So I graduated from Florida State University and went straight into my industry. Did that for eight years. And then I had a baby. And it turns out people aren't so understanding in the corporate space of like, what motherhood looks like and how that changes um, your availability, both mentally and physically. Yeah. It's a shock, right? So yeah, I think my exit story is, you know, similar to many. And um, Mm -hmm. I I left the corporate event planning space with a whole lot of skills, but not really knowing what on God's green earth I was going to do with those skills. And I very luckily had a friend who had started her coaching business about a year and a half earlier. And I had watched her progression. Also similar story from, from the corporate space. And she said, I'm pretty sure you could be a virtual assistant. Like you're, you know, you're, you're good at figuring things out. You've done corporate event planning. You, you've planned, you know, 5,000 person events in Las Vegas, like pretty sure you could do this. And I was like, okay. And I got really lucky and she fed me clients. And I really just learned as I went. And that was in 2017. We booked out our business very quickly. I grew, uh, we had so much business that I, I grew to a team of eight all mom VAs that worked underneath me. Oh, it's amazing. And then I realized, hey, this is a thing. And I love supporting, I love supporting my clients and I love having a team. But if we're being totally honest, a, a big team is not where my skill set 
is, is the strongest. Um, and I wanted to teach more people how to do what I did. So we started, I started doing one-to-one mentoring and then I launched a course and a membership and that's how I got here. Yeah. So I want to go back to where you put my industry in quotes, because I Mm. think that's funny how you say it's like, Oh, I got the degree. And then I did the thing. Right. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do, right? Like, yeah, that's the path. That's what you it's do. so interesting. I, I just read this um, thing that was talking about the share of wealth by generations. So by mm. like boomers and Gen X and millennials and all of that. And at this time, I don't have the exact numbers, but at this time in our you know lives, boomers had like a, a, a significantly higher percentage of the country's wealth. And part of that is like, so many of us did the things we thought we were supposed to do. We went to college and got the degrees and, you know, some of us had to take out loans and, 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 you know, I personally don't feel like this, but I know a large, you know, amount of millennials feel like this. Like they just feel like they kind of got shafted by doing all the right things and it's not working out. <laughs> like yeah. I don't personally feel shafted, but I understand how, how a lot of people do. Yeah. Oh, well, my first job out, out of college, I made like $28,000 a year. I lived, had to live at home. Same. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I'm so poor. What did you do? What was your first? Yeah, I'm so poor. I sold advertising in a newspaper. Oh my God. Which is, you know, is that obsolete now? Is that you know not that even thing? a job now? Well, even this was in 08. So, I mean, I was really yeah. lucky just to even have a job because same. graduating college in 2008, I think you were the same. same. Yeah, we're it's the same like, age. you're like, oh, okay. Um, there's a great recession. This is great. But uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I have a very similar story to you as well as how I ended up you know, where I am, but you said your friend had a coaching business. What kind of coaching business did she have? Was it the same coaching business Business coaching? coaching. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so she was helping you get virtual assistant clients. So yeah, obviously this is not a podcast for people, uh, wanting to be virtual assistants, but if for some reason your heart is like, I hate what I'm doing, then you can go check out Sarah for that stuff. We are going to talk about the other side (laughs) of it. We're going to talk about the business owners who need support and think that <laughs> I don't feel like I'm putting words in anyone's mouth just because these are the things I hear. And you, I'm sure you hear it too. It's like, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't have the money to hire a virtual mm-hmm. assistant yet. Once I get to X, I will hire an assistant or it's going to be more work than even do it. I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. It's easier. We're going to talk about all those things today. So I think it's going to be a really good conversation because I attribute, and this is a conversation that you and I had as you were Uber was waiting and you were sitting on your suitcase to zip it, leaving Nashville. <laughs> very, very hungover. Very, very hungover. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I've just never resonated with that. I've never had trouble outsourcing. And you, I remember you stopped what you were doing and you looked at me and you said, that's why you make money. It's true. And I just thought that was powerful because, and we did, we had a moment where we did acknowledge our privilege. So like, I want to like, get that out of the way. First, I was in medical sales after my shitty job where I made no money and I made great money (laughs) and I, but I was really burnt out. I was really stressed out. I'd, I'd saved a bunch. And then my husband was in the military. So we had a consistent Mm. paycheck. It's like, Mm -hmm. there was no, there was no fear of my husband getting laid off. He had insurance. Like, so I completely acknowledge all of that. 
I don't know if you want to speak to that part, but yeah, I mean, I mean, same story, you know, God forbid something happened. We wouldn't last for a very long time, but you know, if my business did not make money, we could still pay our bills and, and handle all of those things. And same, my husband is still to this day in a corporate job. So we have insurance through him. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of privilege all around in that. And also, and I think I shared this with you. I always think um, about this podcast episode that I listened to with Shalane Johnson, who I so rarely listen to, but you know, when you get like a nugget of wisdom from yeah. somewhere and yeah. it just sticks in your brain. And she talked about how right before she had her big boom, right before she became this big, mm-hmm. you know, fitness superstar and all of this, they were like close, they were on their way to get in there and they ended up hiring a housekeeper. Mm. And she was like, we had no business on paper financially hiring a housekeeper, right? We didn't have, we didn't quote unquote have the money for it, but she was like, I also know if I am trying to keep up with this house and these kids lunches and all the laundry and all the things I am not going to be able to make this money. And I've always thought about that when I've been in a point in my business, which you and I both know at this point, you know, it starts with hiring the first VA, but then Mm. it's hiring the OBM or investing in ads or right. There's always a level where it feels like such a scary, risky thing, but you usually don't feel ready or safe when you, when you take that leap. I think hiring a VA is, um, and we can talk about this is, is a lot less risky than a lot of those other (laughs) outsourcing decisions Uh that you'll make later on. Yeah. And we'll define some of this terminology in a second. I just don't want to lose this. Mm, Thank you. I went into my business hearing Um, most businesses start to be profitable by year three. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's still the stat, but I went into my business with that in mind. And for some reason that just gave me such a sense of peace because Mm -hmm. I wasn't putting all of this pressure on myself in year one and year two. Mm -hmm. I, I was really just focused on building something sustainable Mm -hmm. and I really had that like year three. And it's so funny because I don't know if it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but that's what it was. It was like, Mm. by the end of year two, I was like, oh, like I'm still not really paying myself what I want to be paying myself. And like, then then it's like, and there's like year three, it was just like, boom. Like, Mm. like, you know, we just got done with our taxes this morning. I'm like, taxes. I was excited about it. Right. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, I actually had a really profitable year. So I think that is like a good, like a mindset shift to go in. It's like, I always believed in myself. Like Mm -hmm. I invested in myself by investing in help. And then what was really cool, and this is something that no, no business owners really talk about. I don't think is looking at my, this is fresh on my mind because I just did my taxes, right? Looking at how much I paid other women in Mm. 2022 is like, so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I helped them help somebody buy a home. I helped, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. It's cool. So it's a whole Mm -hmm. other thing. I love that. Mm, I think that's so beautiful. I think about it too, in terms of like, yes, to buying a home and, you know, buying a car and all those cool things. But I also think like, I help women not have to go back to a toxic work situation or deal with workplace harassment or, you know, all all of the, all of the wild things that we, we deal with, you know, as women in the workplace that are unfortunately normalized. So yes, to all of that. I love, I love that point. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that's, like I said, I just think it's kind of like something we miss a lot because I actually had to do a lot of work with my shout out to Kelly Marshall, who's my bookkeeper, but she's so much more than that. We do money mindset Mm -hmm. calls. I had to do like actual work around having a housekeeper and stuff because I felt like embarrassed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So I think we start there. Let's start with this feeling as moms and as women that Mm. we can't ask for help. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you have two women here who are successful business owners and moms. And we're both telling you that we struggle with this as well, even, you know, at the, at the level that we're at. So I think there's like a normalization to that feeling there where it's not just specific to you. We actually all feel this. So then that points to my brain as like, this is actually more systemic than it is individual. So I think just acknowledgement of that first and foremost is really helpful, but also like the conversation we had when I was jumping up and down on my suitcase to try to get it to close in Nashville, (laughs) right? Like there is no, there is no successful business that you can look to, right? Pick a business, pick a business that you admire. They didn't get there by doing it all themselves. So every step of your business, when you do something new, it's going to be uncomfortable. And there's no reason that we shouldn't think that outsourcing should be any different. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary handing, you know, the keys to your business castle to some random person on the internet. Hopefully you can find a trusted person (laughs) Um, you know, I think some people are more trusting than others. I'm, I'm like a wildly trusting person. Somebody I know, me too. I'm my like, team and I'm like, here's my credit card. Yeah, know, me, me too. Me too. My team has my credit card, my Gmail login, yep. you know, like this is my mom's maiden name in case right. of here's my social. And we're not saying that you should do that. We're just saying that's what we do. But I think it's normal that it feels scary and it feels a little mm-hmm. risky. Like, so let's just normalize that first and foremost. Yeah. yeah. So let's define some, let's take a few steps back. Let's do, you, you said VA and OBM. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get so caught up in my industry. I like spew the words. No, Thank no, no. I do too. On that. No, no, I do too. And the only reason I, I know that we need to define these is I, we added it to our website. We have a new girl on our team who's amazing. Um, and where we normally just provided like Instagram management services. Now we provide some extra, you know, we call them VA services. And everybody's like, what's VA services? What does that mean? I'm like, oh yeah, you probably don't know what that means. So what, what are, what is this VA OBM? What is all this stuff? Yeah. So a virtual assistant is really just somebody who works remotely and they do in general, uh, one of three or four types of work. So one of them would be general admin, right? Which is the stuff that 99.99% of business owners need help with. Then sometimes you get a virtual assistant who has more creative skill set, right? Maybe their background led them to a creative path or they just really are more creatively brained. And those are the folks that are probably going to, you know, maybe be able to do some light graphic design for you in Canva. Maybe they can make a graphic look really pretty for you for Instagram. Maybe they can, you know, help you with, with some of those things, not full on social media management, because that's a different person, but just kind of like dipping their toe into the water there. They mm-hmm. can make you a PDF. They could edit a beautiful form in Dubsado or something like that. Then of course, sometimes you have a virtual assistant who might also help you with some social media type stuff. Again, really careful to make sure that we're clear on our titles. Uh, a virtual assistant is not, and will never be a social media manager. That's a specialized mm-hmm. person and a specialized price point. And then, and then sometimes we'll have a VA who tends to be more techie, right? So like they're kind of the people in the back end, right? Really helping you figure out the platforms and the tech and how things talk and connect with each other and stuff like that. Now, some virtual assistants might be a Jane of all trades, right? They can like kind of dip their toes into all of the waters. They might not be a master at any of those things, but probably most business owners, especially for the folks that we support, don't really need a master of anything, right? They Mm -hmm. need somebody who knows a little bit about everything. And what you really need is somebody who's resourceful and likes to learn because Mm -hmm. that's going to serve you longer than finding the person who knows exactly all the platforms that you use right now, because let's use Instagram as an example. If you think you're an expert on Instagram today, good luck six months from now, because if you're not, (laughs) right, if you're not resourceful and you're not willing to learn as platforms change, 
what you know right now is probably not going to help that much in six months. And so that's really what you want to look for. And I know we'll get there in a second, but in a higher, right, is not necessarily do they know all of the things that I need them to know right now, but do they have, um, are we a cultural fit and are they willing to learn? Yes. Because I think that's going to serve you in immeasurable ways. I just, I have one now, Jordan, shout out on our team. She's one of those people who mm. I'm really big on, and this is one of the things we're going to talk about. It's retention, making sure we have somebody for the long haul. And one of the things I always ask anybody who comes on the team is like, Hey, um, do, what do you enjoy? Like, what do you like most? Because I'm not going to assign you something you don't like, because I want you to just be with me forever. <laughs> So, um, I asked her, I was like, do you enjoy more of like the creative or more like the tech? She's like, I love it all. It's like, you're a unicorn. How do I, you'll stay forever. Yes. But then I also have someone on my team, Ona, um, who's in Nigeria, which is really cool. And she is like, I use Kartra for my course, my email, and it's a pretty robust platform and it's, it has a lot of ins and outs. And so Ona was hired through a Kartra VA registry because she's a Kartra expert. Now she doesn't work for me a lot but she's the one that makes sure all the little tech things work. She also knows WordPress, which is where my website is. She helps. So yeah, like you said, you can kind of have somebody you, you, there's, there is no one size fits all what your business needs. You can find, find that person. And the term VA is an umbrella term, right? Much like manager is an umbrella term, right? Like, well, is it a sales manager or a finance manager or a retail manager or a, right. And so it's really more about you defining what you need in your business and then finding the cultural fit for your business versus, versus, you know, every virtual assistant is not going to come to the table with the same skill set. Yeah, exactly. And so an OBM taking it a step further and I have one of those as well, but if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So OBM stands for online business manager. And I would say that's like a VA on steroids, right? So that (laughs) is somebody who most of the time they, they graduated. Most people don't start uh, as OBMs, they start as VAs and they kind of realize that they enjoy some of the higher level support. So whereas a VA is more reactive, meaning you give them work to do, and then they do the work An OBM can be more proactive in your business. They can take more of a strategy approach. They can a lot of times, and again, it's also an umbrella term. So it depends on their skills and things like that and what they like to do. But as an example, my OBM and my business manages our whole team. So I Nobody comes to me for the most part until they go to Megan first, right? And have mm-hmm. a conversation and make sure she manages all of the operations of the business, make sure everything has an SOP attached to it. She, yeah, so she manages teams. She manages all the high-level tech. We're moving to a new course platform. So I'd love to talk to you about yours. Um, <laughs> yes. But right, it's Megan's responsibility to, she knows the business and she's going to go out there and find, you know, options for better platforms for us. And then she's going to be the person to implement that switch. You know, I'm a mom. I work about 15 to 20 hours a week. There's Mm -hmm. no way that I could do that without these people. And Mm -hmm. to be frank, I don't have the skill set to do that. I am not Megan. No, I told my husband, if I get hit by a bus, call Carolyn. (laughs) Because I don't know. Immediately. I I feel like sometimes I can't, I'm like, Carolyn, I feel like she's my mom. I attribute a lot of my, my growth started when I I couldn't afford it. When she told me her minimum, I was like, I can't afford that. I don't have that money, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to find it. <laughs> okay. Um, Cause she came on for a project based and that's how she got me. I was like, oh shit, I can't not have you now. You yep. know, yep. Um, she told me her monthly retainer minimum. I was like, well, I don't have that, but I don't really see a way forward without you. And what's cool. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but um, I love personality tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Carolyn is my exact opposite on the Myers-Briggs. So exact opposite. So it's like, 
I'm all over the place and I have ideas 24 seven or whatever. She's yep. the one that like makes them happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I call it like project management. She, she doesn't do like, she doesn't do a lot of the doing, right. She's just like making sure everything gets done. Mm-hmm. What's your Enneagram? Are you a three? I'm a seven. You're a seven. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. Yes. I remember talking about this. I remember talking about this on our coffee walk. Okay. Yeah. Is she yeah. a two? She's a one. Mm. No, she's a three. She's a three. She oh, is she's a three. three. Yeah, she is. But Myers-Briggs, she's like the top, like she's just so organized and she's yeah. just so like thoughtful. She just thinks things out. But anyway, I don't want to go, but mm. let's, let's go back to, so I had a, we had a question come in today when I asked, I said I was interviewing you. I said, you know, what questions you have about hiring a virtual assistant? My student Rose said so many, I still don't really think I understand what they do and how to get started. So we just kind of talked about the, what they do part and that really, can you maybe give some tips on how people can almost take an audit of their business and say, this is what I need support with? hundred percent. So what I tell people when they're first starting to outsource is a couple of things, and you can do all of these things, or you can maybe, you know, kind of pick and choose. So the first thing that you can do is just a really simple brain dump. And I call this a love list and a loathe list. So think about your business and then go, great. What are all the things that I love doing? And then set yourself a timer for five minutes and just go, right? There's no filtering. Nobody else is going to read this, but you there, you don't get an A on it or a, you know, (laughs) 10 out of 10. It does not matter. There's no shoulds here. There's just honesty. So what do you love to do? And then I want you to write all that out. Then I want you to take another five minutes and I want you to write out what you love. Okay. And again, like the more honest you can be with yourself in this process, the better, because again, you know, these are all umbrella terms. So we're Mm -hmm. looking for personality fit and cultural fit, not just, can you do this task like a robot? Right. Right. So love list and loathe list are really great because then you can kind of see like, well, if I love to do the client, right, the client interfacing stuff. And what I really loathe is having to send them the onboarding package and right. And responding to a customer support email and blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. So then like, let's find a fit for that. Those are really easy things to start to outsource. Okay. So you can look at it like that. A couple different ways that you can look at it besides love and loathe. You can also look at your assuming, you know, if you have a task management platform, you've got Asana or ClickUp or any of those things. Go ahead and look at your repetitive tasks in there. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you're doing daily, weekly, monthly? Those are the easiest things to outsource in the beginning because let's say what you can do is the two birds, one stone approach, which is the next time you need to do it film a loom video of yourself doing it. So you're Mm -hmm. actually checking the task off your list. You're also creating a training video. And then you can use that training video to give to your new team member Mm -hmm. and they can watch it without you having to explain things to them as many times as they need to figure it out. Right. Right. So, and then again, the repetitive tasks are really a biggest bang for your buck because you have to do the least amount of training in theory, you train once and they do it in perpetuity. Right. And then the last piece here, and this is the one for folks that are really feeling um, apprehensive about outsourcing, but they want to push themselves. I would pick anything that's not client facing. Mm -hmm. If you feel nervous about introducing somebody into the business or introducing somebody into your clients or, you know, any of those reasons or things, which is very understandable, pick all things that really, if it gets a little messed up, it's not that big of a deal because it's not client facing. Right. Or I would add to that two two of my like litmus tests is like one, you could always hire somebody for a project basis, right? For just for like one project. Yep. And see how it goes. And and you say up front, this is a trial, one project. Yep. And then my other is this is like completely unrelated, but instead of the love and loathe, I look uh, I look to what have I been putting off? 
Mm, I love that. I'm like, I've had this on my to-do list and I keep putting it off. Why? This is such a dumb example, but it's so funny. My husband's Lululemon shorts have a tear in them. Mm -hmm. And you know how Lululemon has like this like lifetime guarantee. It would take me what? Three minutes maybe to like actually take a picture of the shorts, go to their website. And I just like, haven't done it Mm -hmm. for like a year. (laughs) You're like, but don't throw those out because those are $78. We will fix them. But I'm going to do it one day. Okay. And obviously that's like a personal assistant type task, which also could be, which is funny because that's what my mom, my mother is my personal assistant, which I love. Like when we went to Orlando for spring break, I was like, Hey, we need a rental car, log into my Gmail, find the dates I'm flying out and get me a rental car. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah. And she just like bills me. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. But, um, what was I going with that? Oh, the example I did in the email that we wrote when I was in Nashville Mm. about starting my email list. Guys, I know all of you listening, like you're like, I've been meaning to start my email list. This is so common. You'd be shocked at how little it would take you financially to have somebody set up a lead magnet, the trigger, the page, the email, like, and then it just be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it's not just, it's that emotional weight gone too. Mm -hmm. 100%. It's just done. And you're like, Oh, and then you'll get like a high from it. And you're like, all right, I got to start outsourcing all this stuff. Everything. That's my goal in life is to outsource everything. But yeah, pick one thing, right? Like, so if this feels overwhelming to you right now and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Pick one little thing that mm-hmm. you've been putting off. And for a lot of you, I'm going to give you the homework assignment of your um, email list. And then I'm going to also plug Holistic Marketing Hub and say, hire one of Sarah's VAs, mm-hmm. put them through my course. Mm-hmm. And then they can pull the content for you. So that's another thing we didn't talk about. Let's talk, you talked about finding somebody who is adaptable and loves to learn. I think that is so important. Um, And that will become apparent. I have found pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You have the people who are resourceful and then you have Mm -hmm. the people who are like, I don't know how to do that, period. Mm -hmm. Uh That's not usually the right fit. But I know a lot of people who, will buy a course, buy an online course, and then put a virtual assistant through that course. Cause 100%. they're like, I don't have, I, I want to learn this. I want to implement this in my business. I don't have the bandwidth here. I bought this course. Mm-hmm. And some people love that. Like they love to learn and do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. To all of those things. <laughs> um, oh, there was something that I was going to say, but mom brain, mom brain just came and ate it out of the sky. It'll come back at some point. Um, yeah, you can totally have a VA go through something like that for you. Oh, that's what I was going to go back to. Um, the project basis work Mm, that you were talking about, sorry, real quick. Um, you can do that. And, and I also recommend doing a trial with any of these folks, right? Like run them through a trial process, run them through, right. If you're wanting them to repurpose content for you, we'll pay them for an hour of work and see what they have to give you. Right. Not everybody will be willing to do that. Not every VA will be willing to do that. But a lot of times folks that have a lot of transferable experience, but they're newer in the online space, will be happy to do that all day long. So you can see the quality of work. You're going to have to pay for it. You can't expect them to do work for free, but you can see the quality of work before you really have to invest, you know, at 10 hours a month or 20 hours a month. Yeah. So let's go there. Let's talk about how much does it actually cost? I know this is a, um, it depends. I know is the answer, but sure. um, you do get what you pay for just like anything in the industry. Uh, an, an example, I, <laughs> I hired some quote copywriters from a virtual assistant group, which was my first mistake. 
Yep. Which <laughs> I, mean, I mean, some of them, look, maybe some of them are great copywriters. I don't know. Cause I, that's one thing that's hard for me to give up, give up. Cause I'm a, I'm a strong copywriter. Cause that's my background. And so it's hard for me to give up. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And so I was like, Hey, like we write these captions. Here's the prompts. I had literally 35 people apply. And part of the application was to give me a sample caption. Mm-hmm. And some of them were just easy to be like, no. And then some of them were like, okay, I'll give you a chance. And then I got the first round back and I'm like, oh, this is taking me more work than it did. But the problem was I didn't pay very much mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know better. It's okay. I wasn't trying to underpay. I mean, obviously, I mean, my team is paid very well. Um, that's not what I mean. I just was like, hey, these are easy captions to write. Like yep. this is how, so now I have a copywriter who I pay probably four times more. Yep. And I don't have to go tweak anything. Yep. So let's start off by like, how much can somebody expect to pay? And then let's talk about like level of experience versus like, you know. Yep. So, so we run a course, right? We run people through it who are brand new to the industry, right? A lot of times they have a lot of transferable skills to bring into their business, much like I did when I first started, but they're new to this industry. They're new to being a business owner who's contracting for other people. So if somebody's brand new and they're really as green as they come, we're going to tell them, Hey, you're probably in the 25 to $35 an hour range, right? Mm -hmm. Then when, when they're mid-level, right? So either they've been in the industry a little bit, or they came in with a ton of transferable skills. Like you would have been at least mid, if not high level, because you had copywriting experience. You came in with marketing and sales experience, right? You had a lot of transferable skills. Mid-level we're looking at, mm, 35 to 45. And then upper level, we're looking at 45 plus, right? I know I'm, you know, all the, the, all of my VAs make $45 an hour or more on my team. Mine's funny. Mine's mine ranges from 25 is the lowest. And I had one that was up to 75 because she was, we finish each, we finish each other's sandwiches. (laughs) She was one of those people that like, I would be like, oh, I need to go tell Mara to do this thing. And then it'd be done. And I was like, oh, I didn't have to tell her. She already did it, but she's she's not with me anymore. Cause she started her own, doing her own thing, starting her own business, but for her, but yeah, no, she deserves, she's amazing. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So, so the rates are are all over the place, right? I would say if you're brand new to outsourcing, start lower, right. And start with those repetitive tasks and start, you know, with the stuff that maybe doesn't freak you out as much to hand over. What I also like to tell people too, is let's just say you hire somebody and let's say you hire them for 10 hours a month, just as an example. Okay. And you don't have to start there, especially with folks that are newer, the folks that are newer, you know, they're greener to the business world. And they're also, you know, more willing to be flexible. They, they might say, sure, let's do a package for five hours a month. Right. So you can really start lower risk financially. However, let's say they're working with you for 10 hours a month. It's going to take you four months to get one full 40 hour week of work out of them. So you just have to think about setting that expectation around how long it might take them to figure you out, right? If you're mm. not used to outsourcing yourself, then chances are, let's let's shine a mirror right here and just say, you might not be the best manager in the world. And that's not because you're a bad person, but maybe you've just never you know, walked through the opportunity to be in management before. That's what you are. You're managing a team member. And so you're really going to have to brush up on your management skills. You're going to have to really brush up. And this is where I see most issues with feedback. 
Yes. And so what I always say is you want to create a, a culture of consistent feedback for your team, because if yes. you want to get your 25, 35, 45, $55 out of someone, you can't have an expectation that they're going to read your mind. You can surely have an expectation that they're going to show up, do the job, you know, hit their deadlines, all of those things. But the chances that it's going to be perfect the first time somebody meets you, probably low, probably low. Yep. I, I love that. And one thing that I found, and this is so, I think anybody tends to do this, you're like, oh, I'll just go fix it real quick because it was faster in my mind to just go, oh, I'll just go fix it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's not, that's, that's like a, uh, what does my husband call it? A self-looking ice cream cone. It's like <laughs> the problem's never going to solve itself. So loom for those of you who don't know what loom is, loom is a free Chrome extension. You could literally just film yourself. So don't go make the changes. Say, Hey, I would prefer this to be this way. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? And if they don't get it after the second or third time, then they're not a good fit. Totally. Yeah. I think you can even make the change, but record yourself making the change. Right. Because exactly. Then it's even easier, right? If you're going to change a caption as an example, right? Or something like that. Okay. Here's what I'm changing. And here's why, because yes. then you're giving them that information and then they can better support you the next time. So often people just need more information. And again, if you've never outsourced before, it's okay that it's not going to be perfect, but just know that you're going to have work to do as well. I also think that, and you, you touched on this in the beginning too. I often see that outsourcing is not a quick fix that people are looking for, right? Mm. They usually go and hire when their hair is on fire. And then they realize it's actually more work to get the good stuff out of them, but welcome to life. Most, most good things take a little bit of work. Um, so just know that you are going to have to put some work into this person and some work into training them the way that you want things done and you'll get out of it what you put into it. But I, I, I always want people to, to have a realistic expectation. Oh, I love that you said that. So let's like, cause I, let's wrap up this conversation here. I was talking to my business coach about it and I'm like, I don't know why people don't just hire a VA, have them go through the hub. And then like, it's done. And they're like, she was like, Molly, someone is already overwhelmed. The thought of hiring a teammate is not just like you just said, is not just going to fix their problems. Mm -hmm. And that's a blind spot I had because I have Rachel, who's my social media manager lead. And I have Carolyn, my OBM who have since taken over all the onboarding of new people. And I'm like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Go back a few years, Molly, and remember that it is tough to bring on a new person sometimes. Mm-hmm. And is. so I do want to acknowledge that. And like, but I think we've given some solid tips, like you said, like making sure, like either starting on a project basis, starting with something repetitive, starting with something that's not going to require a ton of effort mm-hmm. and, and not waiting too late. Don't wait until you're burnt out. Don't wait until your hair's on fire. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any other tips for that? That people are like, well, I'm already overwhelmed. Like how do you <sighs> expect me to bring someone else on? <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that I'm actually going to pull, I'm, I'm going to pull a quote from Adam Grant that I, I just saved on Instagram the other day oh, because I, I was him. like, oh my God, this is so good. And I haven't shared it yet. So I'm sharing it here. This is what he said. Okay. Buckle, buckle your seatbelts, buttercups. Okay. Here it is. Balance rarely comes from increasing efficiency. It usually involves reducing responsibilities. The more Mm. priorities we have, the harder they are to juggle. It's better to do a few things well than be overwhelmed by many. A key to avoiding burnout is deciding what doesn't matter. Oh, I know. Like way to hit it, man. So I think very often, especially if you're newer in business and especially if you're not where you want to be, 
very often our brains are like, well, if we just did more, surely the outcome would be better, right? But oftentimes that's not true. If you just pulled back and focused on one or two things, right? And really kept your focus there. Uh, another quote I love all the time is split focus yields split results, right? Like if you pulled in that focus and pulled back, right? Like look around and go, what, where do I actually have to be showing up right now? and pull back. And that way you can pull some more time, energy, you know, mental energy, resources, all of those things for your outsourcing, for your team, because it is going to require. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good question. Yeah. Because I used to like drown myself in time management hacks, right? I'd listen to the time management podcasts and the hacks and the productivity. And I was like, wait a minute, this is dumb. I just need to do fewer things. Uh Just do less. Because then you'll find a way to fill that time with something else that probably doesn't matter. hundred percent. And <laughs> did, did we talk about the ADHD thing together or no? I no. can't remember. Well, yeah, you and I did. Yeah. At, in Nashville. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, like I have newly diagnosed ADHD. So it's like all of that productivity and efficiency stuff is not for me. No. <laughs> not for a brain that functions like mine. Also, so yeah. like, I got to let that go. But yeah, I think a lot of people get trapped in that. Like, oh, if I could just manage my time better, I would get a better result. Eh, probably if you just did less, you'd get a better result. Yeah. And that's hard to hear. So I think if I were to summarize this whole conversation, it's like, you can't do it all. Mm. And maybe, maybe like really dig deep. Think about why is it that you haven't asked for help? I know that I feel like a lot of moms, especially, and if you're not a mom, I don't want you to think this doesn't apply to you because I think this is just any person in general, man, woman, whatever. There's like this inherent guilt that if you're not struggling, that you aren't worthy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. this is too easy. Like mm-hmm. got to work hard. You got to work hard to make money. Like, mm-hmm. and it's hard because you look at how our parents and grandparents they they didn't have the opportunities that we have now. Mm-hmm. And it, it can come with some guilt. And I think, I think Kelly, again, my money mindset coach who I've worked through a lot of that with, um, some other resources. I know both of you, you and I love Amanda Francis, mm-hmm. love Denise Duffield Thomas, mm-hmm. get rich, lucky bitch. Love that book. Mm-hmm. Find someone who can work through, cause it might not be, it might be a little deeper than you think. It's like, why are you afraid? Do you feel the inherent need to struggle? Because if you're not struggling, struggling, then you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. Do you wear the busy badge of honor? Are you the busy one? I just don't know how she all, I don't know how you do it all. Mm-hmm. Is that a compliment to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, these are solid points. And I love, I love that. Like if you have money mindset stuff, go find a money mindset person because it's not Molly and it's not me. <laughs> we're practice for ourselves, but like, you got to go find somebody that's really great with those things. And I think Amanda Francis and Denise Duffield Thomas are such great, such great great people. Life. I mean, I've had a life in health coach for years too. So I'm like, like I said, I like outsource everything in my life, but um, same girl, (laughs) same girl. But anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's one thing. And then, so yeah, so really uncover the root of what is it that makes you go beyond the surface level? What is it that's holding you back? And then the next thing is where can they find good help? And this is your, Mm. where your matchmaking service comes into play. And I get nothing for promoting this. This is just, I know Sarah trains her people well, and I know you would find some quality hires in Sarah's group. 
And we actually don't charge for this either. So this is 100% free service, both on the business owner side and on the service provider side. Nobody pays extra to be involved here. For me, when I first started, what helped me get my business off the ground so quickly was the fact that my friend was feeding me leads. She was like, here's a person, here's a person, here's a person. And it made my ability to grow the business so quickly a whole lot easier than if I had to start at ground zero. And so that's when we started training VAs and all of that, I just constantly thought, how do I help the person who knows no one, right? Because if you have a yeah. network, this is going to be so much easier for you. Um, but but what about if you don't know anyone? So that's why we've always done this. And it's why we've never you know charged more money for it, although we certainly could. Um, so we have a free matchmaking service. It's you go to sarahwiles.co slash matchmaking. And that's Sarah with no H. Um, we'll link it below too. Okay, great. We have a free matchmaking service. So you will go there as the business owner and we've got a form for you to fill out. It's going to take you no more than five minutes. And the questions are really made to give us the information to send it out to our VAs so they can see, yeah, I am a match for that person or no, I'm not a match for that person. Right? So we're going to, we're going to ask the questions so that you actually we will make it easy. You don't have to go by yourself and like figure out what you need. Our questions will help you figure out what you need. And then we're going to send that out to our VAs, right? We try not to send you more than like three to five potential matches because we know that that gets overwhelming. Um, and the people that respond back and say, yes, I'm interested, we will then send you an email and directly connect you with them. And then it's up to you to go, you know, take it further, take it for interviews, book discovery calls, all of those good things. But it's a really great way to connect with potential VAs who are screened, right? They've been through our training program and you'll find people from all ends of the spectrum, right? People who are brand new and they're going to be at a lower, you know, hourly rate and they're probably a little bit greener and folks who have been doing this for a while longer or really came into the industry with more, uh, you know, more more deeper skills, more deeper and skills that didn't make sense, but go for, go, let's go for from it. From a logistical <laughs> standpoint, just so everyone knows, typically these people are not employees. They're just independent contractors Correct. and they are responsible for billing you. You don't have to think about how do I pay them? Like they will have all of that. They will invoice you mm-hmm. all of mine. I pay monthly. I know everyone's different. Some people yep. pay per project or bi-weekly or whatever. So that is not something up to you when they are trained by Sarah, they know all of this stuff and they're professionals and yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll bill you. It's great. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much. Where's the best place to, if somebody has a question, follow up, where's the best place to find you? I sure do love Instagram the most. I'm at Sarah, S-A-R-A underscore Wiles, W-I-L-E-S. I, Shannon just made me start TikTok, our mutual friend, Shannon McKinstry. So I'm I'm trying to do the TikTok, but I'm 37. So it's rough out there for me. The TikToks. The TikToks. You're you're ticking and talking. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. I know she told me to do it too. And I'm like, I want to. It's kind it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I know. I know I'll probably love it once I do it, but yeah. No, find I'm, me on Instagram. I like I uh part of my identity is that I'm a laggard when it comes to I was like, I had a Blackberry until like it was like, Molly, you can't have a Blackberry anymore. Me too, girl. Me too. I am a late adopter of all things. Fashion, yes. technology. Yes. We don't jump. That's what I'm like. Look, if I can do it, anyone can. If I can make it on Instagram, anyone can. Anyone can do it. Yep. hundred percent. Sarah, I appreciate your time so much. Oh, my and pleasure. You Thank you. Such a wealth of knowledge. Love you. Love you, girl. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. 
these podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Premium.